wasn't it basically like you either do this thing or you die anyway yeah so but i mean about the choice to come back to the show uh, back to oh, the yeah, arena yeah, it, wasn't, it wasn't a choice because i've got debt collectors on my ass who i want to kill yeah me. like i read <laughs> this i read this post where someone was saying like um in a smithian theory of choice capitalism is a system where rational people make rational choices and consensually engage in a contact with employers however <laughs> do you know what i mean participating in capitalism is not really a free choice but rather a coercive choice because if you don't engage in the system you will die Welcome back to another episode of the Coco Girls. I am Daria. Hi guys, I'm Nai. Welcome back. Yes, welcome back. How are you doing? I'm alright. How's been? Um, week has been okay. I feel a bit under the weather, so low energy today, but I'm alright overall. How about yourself? Drink tea. You yeah, drink man. tea. Yeah. They'll solve of all problems. <laughs> Ginger tea. You're not wrong. A little little shot of rum. Lemon and and honey. There we go. There we go. All the good things. All the good things. Um, How are you doing? Blessed and highly favoured. We're remaining in the gratitude space right now. That's where we're remaining. Okay. What's going on in life. I understand Um, that. Alright. So... It's my turn to do the news. As you know, when I do the news, we go to the Caribbean. I've only got three stories today, but they're kind of like heavy. Well, not heavy, but just a lot of information. So I thought I'd just stick with these three stories. So first of all, we're making a stop off in Barbados. So this headline is Barbados Parliament gives green light to Republican status. So it's it's official. Barbados is set to become a republic. The Beja Parliament voted by a 25 to 0 margin to amend the constitution. It's an amendment bill to bring the Republic into force by November 30th this year. Big up to all my Bajans. I'm happy for you, man. Yeah, man, that's Um, good news. So Prime Minister Motley told legislators that her administration was not rushing into republicanism and that talks regarding the transition began more than two decades ago. As she said, there can be no rush. This This act has taken long in coming and if we go back we agreed that there are aspects that are certainly worthy of consultation and that is the majority of the work that relates to the constitution we get that and we are committed to that she described it as a simple but functional bill the constitutional amendment would revoke the barbados order of 1966 as an order in council of her majesty while keeping complete the barbados constitution the amendment makes provision for a barbadian tea or a bajan to be a head of state change the oath of allegiance from that to her majesty Ban the Queen wow. to now the state of Love Barbados to and, to, <laughs> and to ensure continuity in all of the other aspects of the functioning. <coughs> Excuse me, it's not COVID. Um, <laughs> continuity in all of the other aspects of the functioning of the state of Barbados through offices, appointments, and commissions. As she said, this has been a conversation that has been taking place since December 1998, Bridget. The wow. fact that I was part of the cabinet that agreed to the establishment of this commission explains why I have so much grey hair. <laughs> now, wow. now, because it has been a long journey, the government said that the change would bring to an end a British head of state of Barbados ever since yes. English settlers landed here in 1625 and claimed the island for King James I. <laughs> and Prime Minister Motley re- maintained that the time had come for the transition as Barbados needed to be in complete control of all of its affairs. I mean, Bye, Lizzie. Bye, Lizzie. 
I'm all for this energy. Um, she, she dismissed any notion that Barbados would change its name. The opposition leader, who I feel like is a hater, um, Bishop Joseph Affili, citing unnamed members of the legal profession, said the manner in which the government was proceeding to move Barbados from a realm to a republic with a Barbadian head of state could be unlawful. He also stated that beyond the constitutional legal arguments, it is a bad moment with COVID going on. It's not the right moment. We do not know what next year will bring. We may still be face down with COVID. I would prefer to believe that by the middle of next year, this thing would be gone. I feel like you're a hater. Mm. I feel like you're clinging on to the Queen. I don't know why. Whether there's COVID or not, like, God forbid we're hit by a next pandemic. What are you going to say, my G? Because new variants all the time. Like, this thing's not going away. So you just want to keep delaying the thing. Like, it's already been 20 years, my G. Like, yeah, forget that. He also said that the November 30th date for the transition was inappropriate as it could diminish the work of Errol Barrow, the father of independence. He, okay. just, he suggested that July 26, 2022, coinciding with the day of national significance that memor- memorializes the 1937 disturbances would be most appropriate. Like I said, hater, let's move it forward. Let's keep it coming. November 30th, big ups to all my Bajans, you get me? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm loving that date. Ooh, I'm gonna be celebrating with all the Bajans. I might be a Bajan for the day. Do you get me? Like, <laughs> why not? Why not? I got the forehead, so it's all good. Do you get I'm me? finished. I am finished. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So story two, we're going to the French Francophone Caribbean Guadeloupe Martinique. So this headline, I've loosed, I've translated. Guys, I've translated, so okay. the information you're getting now, I've loosely translated. It was a French article. So anyway, uh, the you. claim for... The claim... <laughs> I don't know if I trust myself. <laughs> <laughs> the claim for reparations against the French state is before the Court of Appeal in Fort-de-France, Martinique. Okay, so on the 11th and 12th of October, we're recording on the 12th, at the the MIR, Mouvement International pour la Réparation, which is International Movement for Reparations, among other groups, will be before the Court of Appeal in Fort-de-France, which is the capital of Martinique, if you don't know, to hear the court's decision on the second claim for reparations against the French state. I love this energy. I don't know mm. what is with the Caribbean, but I'm just... Things are happening. <sighs> I'm here for it. I'm loving the energy. So the procedure was launched by the plaintiffs in 2005. The first lawsuit against the French state for reparation dates back to 2005 when groups and associations such as the MIR took the case to court to have France acknowledge its involvement in the slave trade and the enslavement of people of African descent. After Mm. 16 years and despite the various procedures and appeals in this case, there is only one court that has recognised the admissibility of this request for reparations, which is the European Court of Human Rights. Human rights, human rights, <laughs> which did so in February 2020. So, okay. judges arguing the case against the case are seeking to use the statute of limitations to dismiss it. However, the lawyers of associations such as the MIR are not given up and have slash are relying on the Taubira law, which is, if you don't know, named after Christian Taubira, who served as the French Minister of Justice under François Hollande. Okay. Yeah, Fran- François Hollande. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the law, <laughs> you're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, trust me. <laughs> Blindly. The law, ado- <laughs> the law adopted was adopted by Parliament in May 2001, which recognised slavery as a cl- crime against humanity. Yeah. Thank you. So therefore, in recognising slavery as a crime against humanity, therefore there must be those who are responsible and therefore it should be brought to justice, right? Mm. So... The Court of Appeal in Fort de France is due to rule on this request for reparations from the French state and perhaps admit the admissibility of the case. For the occasion, lawyers from Martinique, Guadeloupe, 
Guyana, 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 <laughs> but, also, but also from several Caribbean states will be present. If the appeal is accepted, this decision would be crucial in the fight for reparations. The two days of the trial in Martinique will mark the beginning of a new phase in the fight for reparations for Afro-descendants. The lawyers who are defending the case announced that they would be taking the same procedure because they feel like it's unlikely that it's going to be seen as an admissible case. Mm. Um, but they said they're going to take the same procedure to all 173 French courts. Energy, energy. Wow, they said every single one of you come with us in, all, <laughs> in, in order to <laughs> in order to produce. I can't pronounce this word, so if I pronounce it incorrectly, I'm not the lawyer here. Nay is jurist jurisprudence, which yeah. I gathered means a better understanding of cla- uh, better understanding such clarity with regards to specifically in this case the Tobira law. Am I am I on the right track? I hope I am. Yeah, sounds right. But yeah, so Guadeloupe, Martinique. Guyan, Guyana, I keep saying Guyan. Um, energy, love to you, man, out there. Like uh, the fight goes on. I, I respect it. I respect it. I respect it. Claim what's yours. Claim what's yours. Claim what's yours. What's yours is coming to you. Yeah, um, that's a lot of a lot's happening. Um, it sounds promising. Like you said, um, it's claiming what, what you already should have. So yeah, man, go true. This is it. All right, the last story comes from Jamaica. You know, I can never miss Jamaica out of the news. So, uh, the headline got me already, and I don't know how I feel it. It'll be interesting to hear your thoughts. Um, Citizenship by investment. So this is an article from Jamaican Observer. Jamaica's soft, soft bees, that's what it's called, isn't it? Yeah, soft bees. Mm. Boss calls government to action at launch of luxury real estate entity, yeah? The government is being pushed to consider adopting... Adopting... Sorry, hold on. I got it. Adopting a citizenship by investment program with the funds gained through the process used for various development projects. Yeah, okay. Julian Dixon, who's a black woman who looks like she bleaches. <clears throat> Do with that what you will. Mm. CEO and broker at Jamaica Softbeat International Realty made the call on Friday during the launch of the luxury real estate dealers operation in Jamaica. Hmm. Don't know how I feel about that. Of course, she said, of course, I would expect that like many other countries in the world, including some of our own brothers and sisters in the Caribbean, that there there would be a developed criterion which would determine eligibility. This would include, but not limited to, individuals of sound character and one's ability to meet a minimum foreign investment value. Um, Not being funny, but those of you, man, that are rich, I don't know what I can say about your character being sound, but... Yeah, that's between you and your lord, do you know what I mean? Exactly. This, this is what she told the audience in attendance at the AC Marriott Hotel in St. Andrew. She said funds gained from the project should be used to invest in the country's infrastructure, real estate, job creation and business development. She pointed out to Sunday Finance that St. Kitts and Nevis, which pioneered the Citizenship by Investment Programme in 1984, has invested upwards of $300 million US dollars from the programme in modernising its infrastructure and said Jamaica could do the same. At least five countries in the Caribbean, St. Kitts and Nevis, Antigua and Barbuda, Dominica, Grenada and St. Lucia have citizenship by investment programmes. Under the programme, sometimes referred to as economic citizenship, people wishing to acquire citizenship of a country with which they have no previous ties can obtain citizenship after meeting certain criteria and making a significant investment in that country's economy. So investments in the five Caribbean countries that are listed above start at 100,000 US dollars. Okay. I mean... I'm hoping to be able to do that. Do you get me? But I can get citizenship through my parents to Jamaica anyway, but that's mm. not there. Um, anyway, the, these 
so the investments can run into the millions in some cases. Some programs, mm-hmm. such as the one in St. Kitts and Nevis, require a donation in a state fund. Most seek to acquire citizenship because of ease of travel. It's not clear if yeah. Jamaica holds such advantages as other islands. Um, mm. She was talking about how like these programs help to attract a high net high net worth individuals to the islands. I don't know if these high net worth individuals are good for the people of Jamaica. But, yeah, but and I need more info about these people that you're describing there. Like these men that come like Branson and buy up islands and shit. I I don't know. I, mm. I don't know. Um, she said she's after the same. She, Dixon is after the same cohort locally and internationally with Jamaica Softbees International Realty, a company. Um, she owns and operates with Alexander Melville. Both bring 27 years of combined experience in re- real estate. So this is all about real estate, yeah? Luxury real estate, basically. Um, Softbees are targeting the upper end of the market with luxury real estate. It's a US brand, isn't it? Founded in 1976. It okay. operates in 78 countries, with Jamaica being the latest edition. Yeah. Um, <sighs> a mess. That's how I felt. I really feel like the fact already that um, a lot of Chinese investment is the, who basically mm. own most of the toll roads in Jamaica. They have heavy, Jamaica heavy do- roles, heavy roles. Heavy, heavy roles. They bring in their own workers uh, that displace Jamaican local workers. Uh, mm. This feels all in the same vein. It's all good and well having people invest in the country, but then being able to claim citizenship. Uh, and then, a ne- that's that's then, another level, man. Exactly. Then they can start buying up real estate, even in areas that they might class as undesirable. Then what happens is they push out local people. Then it makes the 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 house prices rise. I, like I feel like, what if we created a program that more looked into getting children or young people of the diaspora back to Jamaica to help reinvest in the economy? Mm. Is that not that would I be the know. ideal? That would I more benefit like... the people. It would seem more authentic, more true to Jamaica's roots. Maybe just a yeah, suggestion. Just, just, just a suggestion. I mean, I'm not. I don't have this pro- program figured out, but like, I feel like it would be a better way forward. But hey ho, some of you man just want money in it. But mm. oh, we're gonna get to that today, aren't we? Uh, so yeah, that leads nicely onto the main segment. Now, would mm-hmm. you like to say what we're doing today? Yeah, so we're going to do a review of the popular show Squid Game. I'm sure you've heard of it. Um, I can give you a little synopsis. Please, please. Squid Game is a South Korean survival drama series written and directed by Hwang Dong-hyuk, I believe is how you pronounce it. It can also be described as a dystopian TV show where there are 456 people facing... Severe debt and financial despair, playing a series of deadly children's games, I said deadly, um, (laughs) to win a £28 million cash prize. Uh, It was released worldwide on Netflix uh, in September of this year. And this episode that we're, sorry, this review will be, will contain spoilers, just making that very clear. Yes, yes. And this is the first time I'm actually reviewing a whole series, so it should be interesting. Um, um, I thought I would start off by telling us a couple of, uh, like, news things that happened since the show came out. Yes. Okay, cool. Um, so, as I said, it's become, like, one of Netflix's most popular shows in more than 90 countries, received critical acclaim, attracted international attention within one week of its release, which is really unprecedented, like, mm-hmm. it's really doing numbers. 
Um, as we discussed last episode, it took the writer six months to write two episodes and ten years for Squid Game to get picked up. Um, it was rejected by several studios for being bizarre and grotesque and the concept just not being very like likeable. Um, I read something in um, Korea Times where the director said that um, after about 12 years, the world seems to have changed into a place where such peculiar violent survival stories are actually welcomed. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? A um, couple more things. Gi-hun's mum's English dub actress is Emily Kuroda, aka Mrs. Kim from Gilmore Girls. If you know, you know. Just had to I say know. that. <laughs> I didn't think you would. Um, the phone number used on the business card um, is actually a real phone number and belongs to a businesswoman in Southeast South Korea. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, baby girl's been going through it. Um, <laughs> she's been getting thousands of texts and phone calls to the point when she said it's hard to get on with daily life. I was hearing uh, lawsuit alarm bells straight away. For but real? <laughs> like, what? She said, um, this is a number I've been using for more than 10 years, so I'm quite taken aback. Oh. Um, one of her friends had to let her know, like, oh, is that your number on the show? Because I recognise it. Um <laughs> Normally shows use like fake generic phone numbers, like in Hollywood they do the five 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 ting or whatever. But apparently, that was not the case here. I saw a rumor they were offering her like eight bills or a grand to buy a new phone. Um, but then I've seen her. I've seen rumors now that um, she's allegedly rejected um, offers for up to three grand. I'm saying, get your coins, sis. Like three so grand is small mil- change minimum. for them. What are you talking about? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> she's like, I've seen your numbers. Um, okay, a couple more things. So the recipe for Dalgona, if that's how you pronounce it, the sugary Korean treat, um, which they were cutting shapes out of. Um, there's like recipes have gone viral online and there's loads of shops in South Korea that are selling like themed, um, you know what I'm talking about, oh, themed shapes now, which yeah. is cool. Uh, and then finally, uh, I don't know if you've heard, but over 300 people applied to play the game, so Squid Game, and a lucky 30 have been selected to play Squid Game at the Korean Cultural Centre in Abu Dhabi. Um, the Abu Dhabi games won't involve killing or violence. Big pause there. Do you know what I mean? Um, and there's no prize money either. It's just like for fun and like as part of the whole hype of the game. Everything else will be faithfully recreated, including the uniforms and the Squid Games logos. If you are one of those 30 people, good luck. <laughs> that's all I'm saying like that would not be me but I mean more power to you I want to know if you're okay I mean, I mean being a fan and being a fan you know <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean <laughs> but yeah um, I just thought I'd give it some I don't know just put the news in there some context but yeah what were your thoughts oh, it's very interesting uh, watched it in a day mm. watched all nine episodes because obviously once you start you just couldn't yeah man there's no stopping I was fully engaged. It's one of the few series that mm. my phone, I don't know where it is. Yeah, Because man. normally I'll breeze through Instagram real quick, you know, while I'm watching something, maybe I'll answer a couple of WhatsApp messages. Mm-mm. Nope, no, I was no, engrossed. This, there was no, it was a D&D moment. It really was because mm. I needed to catch every, every storyline that was happening. Um, Something that, I was also reading was that he uh it was originally a film he'd written mm. and when Netflix picked it up he extended it to a uh nine nine episode, episode two. Mm. um se- se- series because uh he wanted to actually further develop the characters and okay. to show them 
to show their like human relationships. That's what he wanted to develop because he was talking about how it's it, how it's about like capitalist, like the capitalist mm-hmm, society mm-hmm. that we live in. Which I was just like, yo, I feel like this is why people have engaged with it so yeah. fucking much because it's literally what in a in a metaphorical sense what we are living today in it. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's so interesting. I, I didn't even know that, but that makes a lot of sense because the character development and what the players were going through in their real lives really spoke to a lot of people. I was reading some things, so I was just, you know, doing, doing ye old research. And um, someone said on Reddit, they were like, at least I'm not in literal Squid Game and I'm just in the reality that Squid Game is a metaphor for. And I was like, <laughs> damn. <laughs> like, it really, really is that. And you know the whole... Because he talked about he wanted to create not like a fable but almost like a fable kind mm. of um story with you know like the morals at the end of it and you really see that with the um the development of the characters but also mm-hmm. the two main characters were what he talked about like it's these are based on two people he's experienced in real life i don't know if it was him they represented him because one of them is actually based off of somebody who really uh was part of the strikes. Oh, I can't remember what motor company it was in Korea that went bust or whatever, uh, when they were protesting or whatever. Mm. And then, so that is the main character, Song Ji Hun, and oh, then yeah. Cho Sang Woo. Those two characters who make, obviously spoilers, make it to the end. Mm. Um, but they were like about characters he felt like he'd embodied himself. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking that maybe, because he, he might have based Gihan on himself a little bit um, just because I read one interview where he was saying that he experienced like a lot of hardships and I feel like he wasn't like I don't think he did any like fraud or embezzling <laughs> so, <laughs> do you know what I mean he's not he's not a, a chosen we get so um, that man will get to him uh, do you want to go go into characters then? Um, I was going to talk a bit about um, South Korea because I, I read quite a bit of stuff mm-hmm. and then I thought let's go through the characters after that but um, yeah, so people were commenting on how the series is obviously, it mirrors real life, the, the themes of it, like Daria was saying, like capitalism, poverty, etc. Um, and obviously, sadly, the series, um, the games the participants um, are part of, they align with people's desire to like hit the jackpot quickly with things like cryptocurrency, real estate and stocks. And so many people can empathise with, like, losing it all overnight or, like, finding yourself just homeless or whatever it might be. Um, There's an interesting article uh, on the New York Times and they interviewed um, someone called uh, Koo Young Hyun, who is a 35-year-old office worker in Seoul. And they were saying that they've never faced, like, obviously the madness that some of these players did in terms of, like, um, loan sharks trying to take their organs. But... um, one of them does like freelance gigs uh, and government and used to live on government unemployment checks. And he said that it's almost impossible to live comfortably with a regular employer salary, employee salary, sorry, um, in a city with runaway housing prices, which obviously mm-hmm. like very relatable to many people around the world. Um, South Korea boomed in like the post-war era, making it one of the richest mm-hmm. countries in Asia. Um, but some econo- economists um, call its rise the miracle on the Han River because wealth disparity has worsened as the economy matured and there's some really interesting things to read like South Koreans used to have a really collective community spirit um not so much the case anymore according to this article um but the financial crisis in the 90s made everyone kind of fight for themselves which is really uh like shown throughout the whole series um 
but yeah it, it just basically goes on to say like um household debt has mounted people trying to keep up yeah. uh prices have soared over 50 percent housing prices um since the president moon jay in um and there was a political scandal because of that um basically squid game lays bare the irony between the social pressure to succeed in south korea and the difficulty of doing just that and shin yun is just someone who graduated from college in 2020 said that um now that she's 27 she's actually spent over a year looking for study work and it's just um a mess the maddest thing is i always watch random documentaries and i watched the documentary last year that was about the rise in debt in south korea um and how mm. People can't find work. Korea's got South Korea's got one of the most competitive job markets. Mm. Um, obviously, they have one of the best education systems in the world. However, mm-hmm. competition is extremely fierce, which means a lot of kids do. I watched a documentary this weekend actually about um, young Koreans at school and like how they cope because a lot of them do twelve to fifteen hour plus days at mm. school. So they go to school for eight hours. Then after they go to, I can't remember what the name is, but these special after school places so that they can study a bit more. Mm. Um, some of them like they be falling asleep in class, and and some of the classrooms have like standing desks at the back so they can go to the back and stand so that they don't fall asleep. Like because competition is so fierce, um, a lot of uh, young Koreans resort to it's it's now overtaking brazil as the number one plastic surgery capital of the world because a lot of them feel Mm. like they don't get jobs because of how they look so a lot of young people get plastic surgery but yeah just adding to all that you're saying nah man like that's that's valuable info um Um, yeah so characters i mean first of all let's pour one out for ali giong sebyok um, Ali number one nine nine. I've got the numbers done as well. Number number one nine nine. You were actually he was the sweetest soul on that show though. Still, let's like, talk about pu- it. Let's talk about him. The purest soul. I love. You know what? It, the fact that he got to do character development, like you're saying, is is so important mm. because seeing his little side story, like his boss hadn't paid him his money. Ooh. Um, obviously, when the games got cancelled the first time, when everyone was like, "Yeah, you know what, Lawe after doing red light, green light, he told his wife, man, you know what I'm saying? Man get dead up. Man went to go get his wages, ended up badding up the boss, not how he yeah. wanted to bad up the boss, Eek. and then got the money. And I really hope his wife and child got away, but it yeah. was just so. He hard told his wife straight, "Get on the plane, like, oh, come check you lot, dip, but mm. dip because you don't know who's gonna be coming." And it was just. Like, to see him and see his backstory and then see how, like, trusting he was, how he mm. felt like this group of people. And I feel like the little click that they made, you know, like, um, I don't want to be saying their numbers, but I know their numbers. The main characters, yeah, yeah, yeah. them, man. But the main characters, the good ones, not my man, what's his name? The gangster one. Oh, Doxy. Yeah, number 101, mm. badding mm, up mm, people. Mm. And had time for Wait, sexual intercourse as well. Interesting man. Man, man had time for <laughs> sex. Man had time to be plotted. Like man had Ooh. time to be murdering people for fun just to get rid of people. Yo, <laughs> yo, he was. Do you know what it is that he knew that his life was over on the outside? See, man was yeah. just out here just doing whatever. But yeah, said, let me get that coin and dust. What's mm. interesting about um, Ali actually is that um, he showed a fierce side of himself, uh, somewhat violent when he went to go chat to his boss and his boss was doing up nonchalance. Mm. Um, I didn't see none of that in the arena. I would love to see Ali um, know when to use that side of him. That would have been maybe a bit more useful for him. Um, because the first episode, the reason we all loved him so much, we saw him help Gi Hoon for no reason. Just in red light, green light, he just 
out of sheer compassion and kindness for another human, just reach forward and held him up when when old man was not old man, when the main yeah, character was falling yeah. over, and just That's just for so many memes. He had no he had so, no get. <laughs> the memes killed me. So many memes of that. <laughs> he got nothing out of that man. Just um, just helping someone. But what was interesting about old guy as well is that, as in um, Aliya, is that um, when so I watched it with um, the Korean audio but mm. when i was reading things about it i went back and listened dubbed and they gave ali an indian accent in english dub but he spoke korean very well um without an accent really which is just an interesting mm. um element i thought i'd also yeah. he's pakistani That's yeah characters is pakistani too, he is so. yeah what are you man doing at Netflix? I don't know. Yeah, because it, it was a reviewer that I listened to that was like, they gave him a very thick Indian accent and the guy that said it was Indian. So I was like, hmm, interessante. <laughs> I feel what you're saying about Ali and how he didn't show the fierce side of him, like the side that he showed his boss. I think for him, because he re- because they were all in the same boat, mm. I think that's why he extended compassion to people, whereas his boss had done him an injustice. You get what I'm saying? Mm. I don't feel like anyone in there hadn't necessarily done him a specific injustice, obviously until my man cheated him. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And he realised, oh, man. When he started spinning that story to him, yeah? Oh, God. I, and he started tying up the, the fake fucking marbles, yeah. the fucking pebbles in the thing. I was just like... Actual waste man of life. You... But it really goes to show human nature, like what people will do to survive. Because in my head, I was thinking, what would I have done in that situation? First of all, yeah. You see Sung Woo, right? Um, AKA Sung Woo Shiesty, Sung Woo Cha. I've seen all the names of this man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know why he did what he did. I understand. But this guy has had consistent black Air Force energy, and I just can't let it slide anymore. I can't. What that I would have—he has <laughs> now. What I would have done in this situation is, first of all, not picked a game that was down to chance. That would not have been for me. Obviously, with the marbles team that, that they played, as the numbers get less, obviously, if you're Ali and you look, you have nineteen. You know, you must have one, so you know it's odd, yeah. Mm. So there is like an you can use your smarts with it, but um, I would pick a game that maybe didn't even use the marbles or if it did that I knew I could win at because I'm not mm. I'm not gonna try and I'm not gonna try and do what this man did. For example, then there what are games you, you could do. For example, I'm glad you asked. Oh, with marbles. Okay, so this I saw online, yeah. Um and I this is the thing, I knew this game but I didn't know what it was called. So I don't know how I would have told my partner, but basically it's called Nim, yeah, it's a Chinese game. Where you put all the twenty marbles in the middle and then whoever has and then you um you can only remove one or two at a time. And whoever removes the last marble gets to keep all the marbles and they win. So to win that game, there's like a um there's a trick. Strategy. All you gotta do is yeah, all you gotta do is go first and remove two marbles and then do the opposite of your partner from there. So if they pick one marble, you pick two and vice versa, and then you win. There's that. Um you can play twenty one, which doesn't involve the marbles, but it's like you know you count to twenty one. There's a there's a trick for that game as well. I'm just I wouldn't pick a game that goes down to chance because I'm not going out like that. I'm not going out like that. And if I did, then I would like to think I wouldn't try and finesse someone out of their life. Um, but obviously, like when it comes to survival, <laughs> no. Do you know? Do you know what it is? Yeah. Do you know what it is? I just 
I don't think I could look someone in the eye and tell them to go look around. I don't think I don't think I could do it. Like like I don't think I did think. Did he I look would... him in the eye though? Did he? Oh, he did. <laughs> <laughs> he fully did. He fully said, "Yes, trust me. You trust me." And I was like, "This motherfucker." I know. <laughs> I'm. I'm not saying that I I would never have done that because you just don't know until you're in that situation. Do you get what I'm saying? But I really think that at that point, knowing, uh just just I, I don't think so, man. But do you know what makes it even sadder is that because um, I was listening to some Korean people um, talk about the show and one of them was saying that when Ali came back, he wasn't mm-hmm. shouting Sangwoo, he was saying Hyung, which means big brother. He was like, where are you, bro? Like, oh. yeah, because you know you kept calling him sir to show yeah. that like, oh, he's like above him um, yeah. in the social ladder. And then he said, nah, call me like something else. Hyung is fine. Um, and so, yeah, he was calling him big bro, trying to find him. Bruh, what a waste, man. Um, my that game though, my two faves. Mm. Um, oh yeah, Ji Young and Sabiok um, and Ji Young. Yeah. Um, I loved the storytelling in the moment that they shared together. I thought that that was oh, I thought that was just a beautiful storyline because I knew I knew that my girl Ji Young was gonna was gonna throw the game. Yeah, yeah, I you could tell she. She was just like, and when she was finished, they, yeah, she was finished. Because even when they had that game where they were supposed to, even when they were supposed to pair up, no, when yeah. they were supposed to do teams for a game, the tug of war, yeah, oh, tug of and war, she, and the tug of war, and she, she was just like, yeah, walking around, not trying to get a partner, not trying yeah. to get a team, she, and she was playing she with was a, bit, a bit of string, it. just being like, yeah, whatever happens, happens, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, from then, and then she meets my girl, and. Just the fact that they're the same kind of age and when she told her story, I was just like, she's going to throw this for you because she wants you to go see your brother again. Like. Yeah. Them two, she kept saying as well, oh, when we get out and we go to, was it Jeju Island and like live our best lives? Yeah. And Sabiok was like, bitch, have you not read the instructions for the game? Like, <laughs> I won't, it won't be <laughs> us. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so every time she gets to do this, she was like, I forgot. And then when she threw it and like threw the game and my girl... Oh my heart! I was like, no, my I know. Like, They would have been. It was. They could have been like good friends. I saw. I saw people saying they wanted like a relationship or like some kind of like um, crush thing between them, which was really interesting because I don't know. Like I feel like so the the writer came out and said that he um, was going to have Ji Young be um, a boy, but then he decided to make the character a girl. Um, mm. Yeah, and I saw some people like who are part of the lgbtq community talking online saying like why did those two have to kiss for them to be lesbians or, or why do they have to like um do anything for that to solidify that in your mind like it's a tv show they could have if that's what you think was happening with them then like you can have that like it didn't yeah. seem very like um organic for them to like fall in love like that or like necessarily but you can interpret it however you want. Um, they could have been like curious, exploring. It, it. I just think that there was a lot of like comments being like, "Oh, like maybe he didn't want to." But I think the way it was written was beautiful. Um, obviously, it's not really for me to say. I'm not um, part of the community community. But um, yeah, it was really emotional to watch. And when um, she went, when what's her name? Say Bjork walked away. Mm. Ooh, and like she's turned her back i was like girl hmm, keep it together um For, she there was, was mm, there was I some talk her... as well yeah go on 
I loved her quiet determination. I love yeah. that. I love that about her. Why was she um, you the whole time? Like, that would have been you in that show. <laughs> <laughs> Fully. I think that's why I related to her character so much. It was just like, I'm here. I just no one. Leave me alone. Like, Leave me alone. Me. <laughs> I'm going to make it out. I don't give a fuck about you, man. Like, even when she, at the end, when obviously she got hit by that shard of glass. Mm. And I knew, I knew there was going to be some sliding so she wouldn't actually make it to the final. I mm. fucking knew it. And when I saw that she had, was taking a big shard of glass out of herself, I said, sis, come. More. Yeah, I was like, it's all over. You should ask my man to at least try patch you up. Like, do you know just... what I was? I was gonna ask you. Do you think they would have uh, um, like allowed her like some medical assistance? Um, because... No, they would not. Yeah, I don't know. For me personally, I would have had to ask, but I get because it's my life, isn't it? Even though it seems ridiculous, <laughs> but I get why she didn't because then it's like exposing her injury to the other players. So I understand. Mm. But before we finish the marble chat, though, mm. um. It's just the way that when Ali looked at the um, the rocks. Oh, my heart. And and do you know what? He he wasn't sure that they'd be able to play as a team against the others, but he'd rather take yeah. that chance than yeah. be responsible for his big bro's death. And finally, for the marbles, the husband and wife, let's discuss. Fam, we're both dying. <laughs> we're both dying. Like, How so? You mean you refuse to play? Yeah, we're both dying because if I'm saying to you, because one, I'm going to have, it's either one of us are going to have to try and live without the other, knowing what we've experienced together in this space. That's too much trauma. Put a bullet in my head, blood. Fully, Mm. like that's, if that's my husband, I've said like that you, you're me forever and we've made it through all these games together. Then we partner up and it was seeing their face when they realized as well that they came up. Tragic. I was just like, and I'm not down with all these people that I'd be like, he should have let her win. La la la. I'm just like, you hey, should have. This is this is not where chivalry comes to play, guys. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, it's not because at the end of the day, he was he was probably thinking like, I need to survive. If they got kids on the outside, like I'm getting, if if they had kids, I understand that one of them was just like, you know what, you go true, you win. Do you but know if they don't have kids and it's just me and you, and you're telling me you want to play, fam, with. <laughs> What are you talking imagine, about? Imagine playing. Imagine you're like in turmoil. You turn around, and your husband set up a whole game, and you're like, "Oh." <laughs> First, First of all, I'm, t- I'm fighting the guard to take a gun to put a bullet in his head. What are you honestly, talking about? First of all, I'm shocked they both returned to the game together after what they saw. For- <laughs> <laughs> what kind of combo is that? <laughs> Second of all, as a team, they could make it through in it. Right. Second of all, I understand that letting him win, he probably had a better chance of survival based on what they'd seen. Yeah, like, strength yeah, true, that, true. do you know what I'm saying? And I could see myself... Mm. Anyway, yeah. Like, I can't, no, I... you would never. <laughs> you would never, don't lie. You would never. You'd be like, so, we're playing this game and I'm probably going to win. I love you. <laughs> love you see so you much, baby. <laughs> um, but then interesting thing that I read as well is that when he came back and he was begging their man to, like, stop the game after, like, she died, yeah, that he probably was thinking, if we can go, then her portion of the prize money will get sent to her and he can live on that. Do you know what I mean? Mm, oh, the compensation thing. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm. But yeah, then man were like, listen, we've come this far. I'm so sorry about your babes, isn't it? Like, <laughs> like why would you think that anybody's going to extend that much empathy after all that they've been through? Them and they started a riot in the middle of the night and started killing Ooh. man. <laughs> so why would you think that they're going to extend that kind of empathy at this point? Please, mm. you've literally watched like over... They've At this point, they've watched like 300 people get murdered. Yeah. And Plus, you know, come out in the corridors, see bodies hanging and all this shit. Like, you think they're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, actually, because your wife died." Yeah, Please. my G. Um, should we discuss the the fight? 
that that whole overnight um the the epilepsy the inducing <laughs> lights and whatnot. Yeah. Um Fully. So shot. first of all, Duck Sue's face when he realised he can kill and get away with it. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm. Was ex- he was excited. He said, oh, yeah. heaven. That he was problematic. Heaven. I have a question for you. During that fight, would you have um, been hiding under a bed or would you have been about that life? Fam, I'm not going to be about that life. I'm bordering myself <laughs> up because I need to survive to the next day and I'm, I'm not trying to get cut. I'm not trying to get harmed. I need to be physic- physically fit. Yeah, yeah man. Physically, physically. Yeah, man. Phys- yeah, so I'm boarding myself up. I'm creating my little barricade. Any of you man come, I've got my bar. I'm ready, yeah. do you get me? But if I'm not going to go out look at, looking for trouble. <laughs> looking, looking for trouble. we got games to play. I've made it this far. And you think I'm going to start yeah. trying to get aggy with other people? What are you the saying? The first... Oh, I'm hiding. I'm out. I'm, leave me alone. <laughs> um, I, literally, like, I, you won't even find me. I'll be... Also, I'll be in a corner somewhere, so there's less, like... No one can creep up behind me, and I'm d- just just leave me alone, and I'll leave, and I'll give you that look. I will leave you alone, ma'am. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? If you leave me alone, but, but me, I'm just trying to scale up the fucking bunk beds to get in the ventilator. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! But yeah, they um, Doxu killed um the snitch first. You know the little girl who was like, they stole my food. He went for her straight away. Okay, talking of him, we have to mm. talk about um Let's do it. Hammy Nyo. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm sorry, but for me, she was one of the realest G's in there from jump. Mm. She was one of the realest G's. She was just like, I'ma jump cruise, I'ma <laughs> do what I need to do, I'ma have a little sex in here, mm. I'ma tell you, man, that I'm I'ma sneak my, my cigarettes in my vagina. Like, I forgot about that. <laughs> of all the things to smuggle in. <laughs> right, that's your contraband. Fam, she didn't forget shank nothing. She said. Cigarettes. Do you know what? Yeah, she um, she had a plan from when she clocked that Dark Sue was that guy. John San, yeah. like she was like, I'm gonna befriend him. I'm gonna do more than befriend him. That was her plan, said, and, and I rated her plan. Can't lie. Mm-hmm. Um, but if if you remember, she was the one that was crying about not having named her you right in the beginning. Don't know if that was a lie or not to get them to like um feel sorry for her. But then she voted to stay. Once she saw the coins, she was like, oh, um, disregard previous email. (laughs) I think also maybe it was because she wanted to get... I feel like part of her was like she wanted to get back to her you, but I think part of her was a bit like... If she had one, I don't know, she was unhinged. I mean, she was very unhinged, but the storyline is that she was a single mum, so Mm. I don't know if the heat was with her mother, who Mm. the heat was with, but I feel like she maybe kind of just threw herself into it. Then... I feel like she was just somebody looking for a community. Mm. Like, maybe on the outside, she didn't have any of that. Like, if mm. she's a single mother, then maybe I'm thinking that her story is she doesn't really have anybody around her. Like, what happened to her partner? The way that she clinged to the gangster man. And mm. I, I, rated her, I rated her so much for the way that she died because... Mm. she Listen, I love a woman of her word, you know? Yeah, should I kill you? She said, <laughs> you betray me, I'm going to kill you. Mm. And when he was doing that bully bully on the fucking bridge, that bridge I died. was a madness. That was the but scariest when, one to me. Fam, str- when I was watching everybody jump and I was like... <laughs> literally, literally, like, I can't deal. But do you know what with her, yeah, though, is that, yeah, she was a woman of her word, I like that. Um, I still can't get over sex at a time like this. They remind you of the meme, like, who cares what Ja Rule has to say at a time like this? They are sweaty. They are bloody. I didn't see none, none take a shower. I, I didn't see nothing. And they're just up in there to, on the toilet seat of all places. I, I couldn't... 
I couldn't fathom. But I know what I mean, she was trying to do, get close to him, I understand. But, like, since when? Like, since when is that your plan? Like, I just... I don't I mean, know. It's worked, then, it's worked for many a woman. That's true. <laughs> it's, worked, it's worked for many a woman. But then before also, tug I of think, war... Yeah, go on. I think if you're going to die, might as well get your leg over. But then when she was telling him about his little dick on the bridge, I was like, oh, sis. Oh, sis, not only you gonna you got to kill him right now, but you're also going to kill his ego before you murder him. You do it. And do it again. <laughs> but she... um. When before tug of war, when she got down on her knees and she was begging him, you know, the first thing I thought was, would I rather die or beg a man? Hmm. <laughs> I was like, definitely. Huh. Die. Um, walking walk uh, up to the guards now, I'm gonna start slapping up one of the guards if he just put a bullet in my head right now. Man. Literally. Um, also, lest we forget, she was racist. She called my man Ali um, an illegal alien. So. Oh yeah, she did. She did. Yeah. I mean. But this is the thing, it was really like a, a microcosm of society, isn't it? Like, in yeah. that room, was just, it was everybody. It was, like, from the richest. To, we need to talk about number one. Oh, we will. Let's save him till last, do you know what I mean? Talk about number one. But, yeah, it was just all ranks of society were up in there. Mm. Every man was in debt. Every man was trying to do what they needed to do. Speaking of, speaking of that, what was your, your favourite game? Ooh, okay, so... Favourite to watch, Tug of War, because, yo, yo, fire, whoo, that, the tension and the way, the way it ended on a cliffhanger, um, like, as they did the three steps forward, and then the credits rolled, I was like, nah, your mum, your mum, your (laughs) mum, next episode, next episode, you know what I mean, you're moving mad, um, and it was, I found it very interesting, because in real Tug of War, there's like strict rules obviously like you can't do certain things they were doing but because there were no rules in this place do you know what i mean like even yeah. when um minyo was using the um the lighter for the the the, the game, the game. Yeah, yeah yeah honeycomb thing like obviously yeah. like people are like, how do they not see it i think like they just didn't care because it was like whatever you need to do like do it but yeah tug of war the way they fell and then the guillotine came and just snapped the ah. Oh, it was Ooh. just it, and do you know what it is? There was there was a seaman Gian. He acted so well, yeah. He was pulling the um the rope, and then when he realized that he was pulling and the, the opponents were coming near to the edge, he like had like fear and horror at what he was doing. But then yeah. he had to then he had to go back straight away to like ah, like, mm-hmm. oh, I need to live. I need to live. Being that at was the bad. front. It, when the old man was telling the story of like what the strategy was, convenient again that he knows everything. Uh, of course, God. <laughs> <laughs> But when he was telling the strategy of how it was, I I loved I loved the like little the mini little story the little anecdote of like what how who should go at the front why they should go mm. at the front who and Ali at the back the strong and dependable reliable oh. man there oh Ali yeah but then the, the most interesting game in terms of like I I found the glass team just very interesting that game there yeah I had to write something down about that game because it was. That's how much it got me. So, um, first of all, I picked number 14 because I was playing along with them. (laughs) (laughs) So I would have made it, thank goodness. But you know what I first thought when they got there? I thought that they had to... I thought they were going to make them remember the order um, and everyone goes across one at a time. So I was like, oh, being last is actually kind of long because... I've now got to be in my head left, right, right, left. Do you know what I'm saying? I thought that was going to happen. But you could follow, which made a lot more sense. Um... But yeah, I think when, you know the guy who said, can I have number one, the religious guy? Was it the religious one? No, it wasn't the religious yes. guy. Different guy said it, but he was like, can I have the, the number one vest? Oh, the one who wanted to be brave this time. Yeah, oh, and, and lead. the one time in his life. <laughs> 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 to be brave. Uh, that finished me. 
front and he looked at the guard and he goes, so how am I meant to know which one is temper glass and which one is a standard glass? And the guard was just like, no response. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, why do you think they're going to help you, my G? Have they helped you so far? Like, I love how the guards and anyone with a mask um, was able to show so much with their body language. You know, like, when they broke into yeah, the toilet trying to get, to. see what Mino was about, yeah, and he came out like embarrassed and like frazzled and like, oh, for fuck's sake, man, this job don't pay enough. Like, it, it was really evident, <laughs> but you couldn't see his face. But yeah, um, during Tug of War, uh, Mino said that she, that was the time when she felt most powerful when she was leaning back. Mm. And then when she leant back to kill old boy on the glass thing, I was like, whew, this girl. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Yeah. She would not let him go, but it was so beautiful. When she locked on, he he was like, girl, now girl, hang on now. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can't push her off because you're going with her. So exactly. what are you doing, And she was I right when she did that. She was right to lock on because she watched someone else uh, like run into him and him just dash to the side like Scar and the fussa. I was like, Yo, girl, <laughs> be smart about this. Mm. But he... um. Yeah, I, I think, like, I don't think it was um, cowardly of him not to want to pursue. Uh, I think, like, like you worded it, he was he was a bully because everyone else is doing it, you get what I'm saying? But I, yeah. I don't know if me personally, I could see me doing that, being like, yo! <laughs> Man's not going, you know? Man's not going. I mean? Yeah, because what else is your strategy? And I loved, and you know when they were badding up the glassmaker for not saying anything from jump? Yeah. I was thinking, I was thinking, no, nah, I rate him. Yeah. I, I, actually, I rate him. You man tried like, to kill him last, not last <laughs> night, but whatever night it was. Were you not trying night to before. murder him in his sleep? Like, nah, yeah. man. Um, but yeah, it, this is another um, game where people online were talking about, like, could they have used more team strategy to get them through this? Like, someone was saying, like, because they don't really have, like, strict rules on these games. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. Like, and it kind of reflected society where everyone thinks that you're out for yourself, but if you do stick with someone, could it help you? For example, like, they could have... Like, could they use their shoes that they left behind to, like, tap anywhere? Like, were they allowed? Am, am I being... Am I doing too much? No, but they would have to take off their shoes. That was the first thing they were told to Yeah, but then say so you can't yeah, can't carry them or nothing. That's you can't true. do nothing. That's, that's the shoe on the glass. Do you glass know what I mean? Because... Isn't it? Because they used the marble at the end. Yeah, um, true. But what he, what he didn't think of, which I cannot blame him because man's in a life and death situation, but I would have tapped it on the one I'm standing on first and then dashed it to compare the sounds. Mm. Man just, oh, I've got another yeah. marble. No, of course yeah. not, friend. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I've got I've got several behind me. I've got surplus. Like, like, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think they could have... Someone, I saw a comment online where someone said you could have, like, tied your jacket around someone and then, like, everyone held them. I was like, okay, I don't know about all that. Like, hold them mm. forward. I don't, I don't know if the guards would have allowed that, but you never also, know, like, I don't know. Also, with the team strategy thing, the whole point is that you want to win the money. So even if you do work as a team to get through, that means you're going to have to continue playing more and more games. Because I don't think that mm-hmm. they... It, I, I believe that they would have had more games because in all the years that they've been running this, because obviously oh, this has been going gosh. on for, for decades... It's a heavy operation. That, exactly. It's been going on for decades. That means that inevitably it wasn't just over six games or seven games that... Mm. all these people got knocked out do you get me mm. my favorite game though was um red light green light can i just one say one, one, one more thing about about yeah, the glass though i have a question because when when um old girl fell back with the gangster yeah my first thought not my first thought but one of the thoughts i had was what if it didn't break <laughs> what if, like would they have like just tussled or fell through the gap or like i just i was so intrigued like how was she so sure <laughs> but well, regardless that, it worked out for her but yeah red light green light go on Red Light, Green Light was my fave because one, it was obviously everybody's back in the midst. They don't know what's happening, but mm. um, 
I'm sorry. If they say to you, this is a game, yeah? Mm. And you've seen how you came to the place. You were blindfolded. The you, were, you were drugged. Like, you think that they're going to tell you to play this game and that you could still... Like, why would you think that you shouldn't follow the rules? Like, I wasn't understanding. When I saw people who kept on moving and then everyone's getting shot, I'm like... Um... It's, it's fight or flight, bro. <laughs> like, it's really... I know who I would have been. I would have frozen because I've been in situations before, yeah, where madness is going down and I've always frozen and been like, how can I preserve myself right now? Do you know what I mean? Like, so I feel like that would have been me. I'm not running nowhere because I don't... The second I see someone run and something bad happens, I'm like, huh. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but I get it because you go into a frenzy. It's, you know how it's yeah. like when... um. My biggest fear for, um, one of the reasons I hate TFL, yeah, everyone thinks I'm just like bougie, it's, it's not. You know, when you're on the tube, yeah, I have this fear that if there's like a fight or something happens, everyone will just stampede and go mad and they'll be like mad injury. Because that's, that's what humans do, like they get like just yeah. proper crazed. So like when you see that happen, imagine you just hear like gunfire and everyone just starts running you're thinking, I can understand why everyone just went crazy, do you know what I mean? But me, I would have been just, unless someone ran into me and that's how I got done out. Otherwise, I'd be there just like observing it was the whole strategy of being behind somebody and i was like oh that's so deep but also every man you gotta survive in it yeah survival was like the main the main theme in it but it's it's hard to just to just switch to that one i i don't know um should we get on to old guy and then round off um let me see yeah so uh, yeah, Ilnam. <laughs> Ilnam. Oh, Ilnam. That's his name. Oh, Ilnam. Oh, Ilnam. <laughs> so, did you? Hey, you know what? Before I ask about that, did you think that the front man was the brother? Before we get onto Ilnam. No, I didn't. I didn't. Okay. The and front I man. I, d- mm. I thought he oh. was the brother, like from quite early on, but the old man. That one I didn't see. I, I was suspicious of old of old mania, yeah, but I did not think what happened happened. The reason I thought the front man was the brother is because when he saw when the front man saw the detective's face when he was going down the thing, he didn't want to like shoot him. He wasn't like on some crud shit. He was just kind of like, huh, okay. And then when he saw that his brother was alive, I was thinking, okay, where is he now? It, it just I don't I don't know. To me, there are a lot of like signs that led to it. But the old man, mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. he is a sick and twisted individual. That's his pops, though, isn't it? I've seen those theories. Um, I don't know how I feel about that because, like, so if he said that he used to hit his son, yeah, he used to beat him when he would ask dumb questions like, can I get some chocolate milk here? Yeah? Then obviously, Guillaume would remember that. So, because he'd be old enough to speak and ask for milk. So, that one, I don't really understand that. But there are a lot of clues pointing into him being the guy behind it all. Like, I mean, in Korean, Ilnam means um, number one man, which I don't speak Korean, so that clue didn't help me. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the Koreans I mean? were like, got this. No you know story. I mean? Thank you. <laughs> um, they stopped the fight for him when he was getting scared. They locked it off just for him, you know, in the overnight fight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he didn't have a file in the little ring binder. It went straight to number two, which I thought was just how you opened it. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't really thinking at all. Oh, where's number one? Um, he one thing he did that was very suspicious to me is when he was he was awake, and then someone's like, "Oh, why are you not sleeping?" He goes, "Old oh, people don't need sleep." And I was thinking, mm, "So why are you not always napping then?" Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you want to be awake and check on things. Like, don't don't lie. 
But I feel like the only game that he wouldn't have been able to get out of was um, the tug. Yeah, no tug of war, because like basically his plan failed, and they had to do the plan of going forward three steps. And I've seen oh, people yeah. say online like, oh, he didn't have like padlocks on his little rope team. But then I've seen that get debunked as well. So I don't know about that, like how that would have worked. They probably would like stop the game or something, I guess. Um, but yeah, he just with the marbles when he was saying. Like, when he was letting Gihan fool him, and he was like, oh, is it nice for you to fool me then? Like, that's all right, yeah. And I was like, ooh, like, something's not right here. Because he, he, I know he was being lucid, and then he was um, going through his, like, dementia patches here and there, and that is quite, like, realistic. But something about the way that he was doing it, it was just too convenient at, like, at certain times. Where I was like, what's going on? But this, this is not what I thought. Not at all. No, when he, you know when he was doing the whole uh, thing of being... And not 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 all together there like and then he was like oh this reminds me of my old house and oh yeah started doing that i was like why have they done a map of your old house my yeah why are you because i i felt like that i felt like that was the truth i felt like there was truth to that but then i was like and i was also just like mm, maybe my man should listen to what he's saying about it being his old house and that would get him to come back to play the game mm. anyway I thought, when I saw him, I was like, oh, what's this little old man doing there? And also, when he managed to trick my man back into playing the game, oh, I was yeah. also like, hmm, what a coincidence that you managed yeah. to link up with this man. To... Anyway, but... Um, but yeah, I thought at the end, when they gave him, when Gian bought the rose, and it had um, the business card on it, and it said, from your gambu. Mm. I know why they did it, but from the second they said that, I was like, nah, you're... Nah, 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 nah. There ain't no way. <laughs> I was like, ain't no way. And it kind of killed it a bit for me, but I was like, I get they had to do it, like, do it some way. So I understood mm. that. But um, even that last end scene, so he wanted to play one last game of Gion, yeah? Mm. Now, Gihun was giving off very, like, VIP vibes there because he could have just gone down to help the person instead of staring at him and playing a game with the old man. Do you know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah, yeah, for real. That was a bit like, okay. Uh, but I know he's very, like, numb and dead inside, so fair enough. Um, but, yeah, he was like, I wanted to have one last bit of fun and, like, help somebody, like, win some money. And I was like, no, because if you wanted to help people, you could have just given your money to people. Like, <laughs> this, you could have cleared every man's debt. <laughs> that came Literally. Literally. It's, it's really a metaphor for the world we are living in right now. Yeah. Shout out to you, man, Bill Gates. Sure. Elon Musk. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk about Gihun a little bit, like his character development, and then like, at the end when he dyed his hair and like all the things he went through, yeah? Because obviously, when he came out for a year, he didn't do nothing. Didn't touch the money, didn't go and take care of Sabiok's brother, didn't help Sungwoo's mum. Like, when he found that his mum had passed, which he swore on her life in the second episode, or the first one. So, I mean, okay, that was silly of you. Clearly, man was dealing with, like, PTSD, survivor's guilt. Like, do you know what I mean? That's why he didn't do nothing. But I think that the way they did it was really good because it really showed, like, how affected he was by all this shit. Like, mm. man was suffering. Like, and when um Sangwoo's mom came to him and was like, oh, have you seen my son? I was like, oh, the way I've seen him... You wouldn't even understand. <laughs> like, um, yeah, I I don't know about um, Sabiok's little bro going to live with her because she's the mother of his sister's murderer, but, you know. Um, 
That's uh, where else maybe, was he maybe gonna that go? Was maybe that was temporary until my man came back. I thought I thought that was a temporary solution. I didn't think he was gonna leave the little you to live with the mum to live with the huh? lady. Maybe because she. I mean, I know I know that life expectancy in South Korea is long, but yeah, but she, she's catching long. up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, couple of things about um the actress who played say Bjork, who now has 90 million followers. Big up now doing global ambassador for Louis Vuitton. Um, she was a model from day though. She's actually been in loads of major campaigns. Yeah, yeah, she's proper famous for that, but she um is a global ambassador now. That's a new thing for her. Um but yeah, she she played a North Korean defector, which obviously like there's uh that topic is deep. There's a lot you can find out, like go online, look up. Um even a couple YouTubers who have successfully made it to like China or US have channels where they talk about like what they went through and like the madness that is that place. So there's that. But I thought what's interesting was that um people who are Korean picked up on the fact that she tried to like assimilate and use like a Southern Korean accent. But then as soon as her brother would like get upset or distressed, she would go back into North Korean um, like accent, which I thought was really sweet mm. and like a really like nice detail for them to put in there. Obviously I didn't notice at the time, but <laughs> it was nice to read about. <laughs> mm. Her last words were, I want to go home. Yeah. But yeah, about visuals, I thought like set design was amazing. On point, probably on point. It yeah, was, yeah, man. Um, they said that the stairs were um, inspired. You know, the colorful stairs were inspired mm-hmm. by M. C. Escher, the Dutch artist. Like all those like black and white paintings that you've probably seen before. Um, and just like even when they create like the the white room, which they use to like pick their teams and stuff. Um, the set design, the art director was saying that she wanted it to be like a kind of limbo where like you don't know what's going to happen next and it's very like uncertain and I feel like it just it all came across really well the music was mm. good um the classical music was sinister as hell like even the, the jazz music when they would play it it just everything just became um it just gave everything a, a different kind of vibe mm. um and then I guess finally I just want to talk about this contract that they all signed at the start um mm. because I kept being brought up a lot during the, the show, they'd be like, oh, um, they all signed a contract, you know, they had a choice to be there. So I think the first thing to talk about is this choice they had, right? Uh, it, it's, it was not a choice in the traditional sense of the word choice, for, like to go back into the show. You know, you know what Ilnam was like, oh, I gave them all a choice. I wonder what you thought about that, because, I don't know, did you think well, that that was like the a... Way that, <clears throat> the way that most of them were coerced into signing this contract, wasn't it? wasn't it basically like, you either do this thing or you die anyway. Yeah. So, but I mean about the choice to come back to the show, uh, back to oh, the yeah, arena. Yeah, it, wasn't, it wasn't a choice because I've got debt collectors on my ass who are going to kill yeah. me. Yeah. Like, I read, <laughs> this, I read this post where someone was saying, like, um, in a Smithian theory of choice, capitalism is a system where rational people make rational choices and consensually engage in a contact with employers. However, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Participating in capitalism is not really a free choice, but rather a coercive choice. Because if you don't engage in the system, you will die. Like, you either starve to death, um, or, like, if nothing else, right? So if your choice is to either watch your mother die of a preventable treatment because you haven't got enough money, get killed by loan sharks, allow your mum to remain in North Cor- a North Korean concentration camp, starve to death, all these things, yeah, um, it's not a, a truly a free choice. You were exploited and coerced by your circumstances and you did not consent. And I just feel like people that I've seen comment like, oh, but they had a choice, they didn't have to go back. It's like, you can't be that simple. Like, it, it's really way more complex than that. And then on top of that, let's discuss this contract from a legal standpoint, yeah? Just small, small. Mm-hmm. Because I, I don't know if... Th- this contract is, is garbage, like, straight up and down. 
I don't know why everyone keeps bringing it up like, like it means something. The contract is voidable because of duress, specifically duress of person, like which is normally relevant where there's threats, like you said, to kill someone if they don't adhere to the contract conditions. If you threaten to kill someone who doesn't participate in your sick game, sorry, that is threatened violence, so that is duress of person and there's no contract. Also, economic duress comes into play, like you were saying. Uh, if you agree to it under that kind of duress, it's voidable. Thirdly, in the UK at least, you can't consent to... You can consent to, like, simple assault and battery, but not GBH, love. Certainly not... No, no activity that involves endangerment to life or a realistic um, chance of harm. So these contracts are really just symbolic. It's kind of a sick joke for the VIPs. What did you think of the VIPs, by the way? I love that they uh, mostly were American. Mm. I think... And I think that was... I don't know what, how it was in the... Because I watched it in dubbed French. Mm. So I don't know what it was like in the Korean dubbed version with the English subtitles. With the Korean version, original version, sorry, with the English subtitles. Um, but in the French dubbed version, they were all American, which I found absolutely hilarious <laughs> and so on point. I feel like they should have thrown a few British ones in there. Yeah. Um, I noticed yeah. a couple accents. I think one of them was like Dutch or something, but majority were American. Yeah, um, Western, innit? So yeah, like, yeah. Boom! It's you, man. <laughs> I saw, like, um, people saying that they're meant to reflect us, like, the viewers watching this uh, and, like, all of that. But I was like, well, mm. no, because, like, I don't... I'm not watching people actually die. So that's just the distinct difference there. Um, I thought it was meant to represent, like, the big companies. Do you know what I mean? That watch yeah. us all participate in their sick game, which is capitalism. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the guards? Like how they were picked, how they got there. People were saying, you know, it depends what color you picked when you're on the train. And oh boy, Archie to play that game with him. But I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it worked that way though. I actually. Think, I don't, I don't think, think, so. think it. No, I definitely. I think these guards, maybe what they were previous winners, or maybe. I feel like there's there's something outside of it because even the fact that they were doing this whole like smuggling fucking organs like I feel like you you would have played this game before you would have been indoctrinated in this space before for you to know that you could even get away with doing that to even organize that do you get what I'm saying yeah yeah you can't just become for the first time being initiated as a guard and then be smuggling organs yeah it's mad like it's mad how you even like and uh, knowing yeah. to have your man in the control center room that keeps erasing your image off the camera, like what? Like what's Yeah. No. Um all I wanted to talk about finally was just how all of the deaths were foreshadowed, which I, I didn't even pick up on. But I don't know if you saw that like any like um written anywhere. No. Like, um so Duxy jumped off a bridge to escape like all the the gangsters and then that's how he ended up dying off a bridge. Song Wu was gonna kill himself when he was lying in a bath in his apartment, oh, yeah. and he was drenched in a suit, and that's how he ended up dying. He was soaking wet in a suit, and he killed himself. Sabiok was gonna slit that guy's throat who was meant to get her mum over the border, and then that's how she died. Song Wu slit her throat. Never forget that he did that. Um, yes, Ali's boss was stealing from him, and then um, Song Wu stole from him, and that's how he died. Uh, another interesting part was that Gi Young's daughter mentioned that her stepdaddy got her a steak. And she was very happy about that. And then he got a stake before the final game. I just thought it was, it was really well written. Like, mm. But yeah. Very, um, very well written. Very well do you want to give... And, and oh, what's his name? Um, the director. What's his name again? Sorry. Um, the director and writer. Let me tell you. 
Uh, Huang Dong Hyuk, I believe. He wrote every episode. He directed every single episode as well. Yeah. Big up to you. That's a boss. Like, you took creative control over that whole thing and I rate it. I think that's absolutely yeah. amazing. And what, what a feat to see something that you wrote mm. come to light in that way. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, man. From a writer's standpoint, I, I rate that. But I what give it 10 out of 10. Thank I can't you. even be surprised. Um, the series had, it had me, the twist, the turn, the artistic direction, the script, the characters, the casting, like, impeccable to me. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna give it a nine, um, just because it, it was top tier. Like I can't, I can't deny. Do you know what I mean? Like nine point five, nine point eight, whatever you wanna call it, it's it's up there. Um, I like the willingness to kill off like uh, main characters. I thought I think that's always like big when that happens. Uh, the VIPs annoyed me, but yeah, big up detective. I hope he. Hope he's all right. I'm, I'm really holding out for him. I hope he's all right. Um, he's a very strong swimmer. He's very smart. He wrapped his phone up. He, he thought to do that. Um, and he swam so far in a suit with heavy shoes. I just feel like anyone who swims, but like, it is though, because like I used to, like, listen, swimming, listen, if you have shoes on, it really weighs you down. Um, I remember doing that test with the pajamas and having to get the brick from the deep end. Isn't it? It's hard. So like yeah, big up him and, and I believe he's out there. So yeah, it's a strong nine yeah. out of 10 for me. Well, my man said that the next season, if there is one, will he wants to explore that narrative there anyway. So I want to see um, the other Squid Games that they mentioned that are like around the world and also like previous ones. That would be sick to see, like a prequel to. Uh, a last question for you then. Mm. Before, um, what childhood game would you suggest for Squid Game that you played in the UK, and then what one would you suggest and excel at? Okay, so I thought about this. Um, so ones that I'll answer the first question first. Yeah, I thought the floor is lava, um, musical chairs. Uh, I thought of pass the parcel, and then like, in my head I was like, how would that work? And I was like, oh, maybe like the parcel would explode. I don't know, but there's that. <laughs> 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 the last person holding it gets <laughs> What time is it, Mister Wolf? Um, I thought about paintball, laser tag, because we, like, we did a lot of that. I think I'd be good at musical chairs um, because I was just a big hoverer. Uh, you couldn't really tell me nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, what, what, what about you? I like, what's the time, Mr. Wolf? I yeah. thought of Stuck in the Mud. Oh, shit. But I don't know how that would work there. Yeah, yeah. Stuck in the Mud would be a good one, but yeah. I have a last question for you. Do you think um, games like this actually exist? Probably. And if they don't exist, they will soon exist. There's mm. some rich billionaire out there thinking, yo, this is the shit. Yeah. I would love this as real life entertainment. So, I mean, politicians yeah. already like enjoy the idea of not knowing how much a loaf of bread costs or a tin of beans costs in a pandemic. It's fun for them. Like They make so many jokes that are just sadistic. So, yeah, man. can believe mm. it. All right, cool. Um, should we wrap it up? What made you happy this week? Sounds like such a random question after that discussion. <laughs> uh, um, I don't know. You go first. I'm trying to think. Um, I have been on job with like emails and work and just getting things done. It's been quite productive so far. So I'll go for that one. Uh, I made a banging special fried rice the other day. King Prawns fried. King prawn fried rice, that's what I was saying. Oh, nice. Alright, love to hear it. Um, 
Alright then, well thanks for listening guys. See you next week. Um yeah man, take care. Bye guys. <laughs>